I, uh, you know, each week I usually spend a little time looking for videos that, that speak to us, and we don't always play one, but I really like that because it, it addressed real issues from this past year, Re- real life stuff. Um, one of the things about our church is that we're real. We, we live, we try to live authentically. I try to model authentic living. Um, one, of the, one of the greatest things that um, I think has ever been said was uh, said by my wife recently, and I didn't know she said that. Uh, and she says it, I've actually heard a few times she says it to people. And, um, but she was talking to somebody in the church, and they came and told me, this, and she said, um, they were talking about me, which was a little scary. But uh, Shannon said, you know, the, the Rob that you see at church, he's the same one at home. I want to be real. I want to be authentic. And we all need to be real and authentic. And it would be, in, in some ways, it would be a lot easier and, and maybe more fun if you came to church and everything looked really good and you got this feeling that life was perfect and if in Jesus that there was no problems and issues. The problem with that is that you go home and your life at home doesn't line up with what the life that the pastor and the people up front are talking about. And, 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 then, and then one of the things that can happen for, for people, as it's happened to me in the past when I've been around people like that, is I feel like I've done something wrong because I have real stuff in my life. But, but I'd go a lot bad stuff, bad stuff. You know, uh, I had a bad day. Somebody else had a bad day. There was a death. There was a sickness. And, and if that's not modeled in an authentic way um, in the believers around you, then, then you can feel bad about having problems. Um, some churches really talk about financial prosperity. And I believe God does prosper us amazingly, but not always in the way we, we want, and w- the way we think. And if, and if you see people who always talk about God's prosperity and they're all, all driving new cars and you go, but I'm not. In fact, I don't have a car. Then, then w- what does that say? Either what they're saying is not true or I'm bad. And often we kind of go to, well, I'm not doing it right and we give up. So we want to be authentic. And this video talked about the, the difficult things. And we're living in a very polarized pl- time in our, in our culture between um, it, it, within this nation. I've, I haven't been alive, you know, too long. It's, I guess, you know, f- almost five decades. Um, but, it, boy, it seems like the most polarized I've ever seen it. Um, I don't think social media has helped that. I believe that it's, it's actually one of the greatest causes of it. It's, it's kind of these mini mobs that we start and, uh, and people just jump in and join in, but we're, we're polarized. Um, Christianity is by and large being um, set aside. I, in fact, um, sometimes Christianity is, is looked at as being bad and evil. Um, you know, we've been called evil because we have a set of standards. The Bible says in the end times that good will be called evil and evil will be called good, uh, which is happening. Um, we celebrate abortion as a woman's right to choose. And um, I see it as, as the, the killing of, a, of an innocent person. But we can all often, uh, as, as Christians, we're, we're downgraded for that because that's not, that's not nice, that's not fair. So that's the world we're living in. And so this is, this is real, but he says, let's bring Jesus into every moment. And that's what we need to do. We need to bring the Lord into every moment in this, in this next year. And, and we need to find out how to do that. Um, how, how do you invite 
God in. But I want to talk a little bit about this past year for us. And um, we've had some troubles. Anyone have any troubles this last year? Okay. All right. Most of us. Some of you are still going through your troubles. Just health issues, financial issues. Um, you know, we there's loss of life. Um, this morning, Felicia asked me to go ahead and 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 let you know. And I held on to this, uh, other than just a few of you, but Greg, who I was talking about last week, sitting in his room with him. That's who I was talking about, Greg Rancy, Felicia, who's our bookkeeper. Her husband, he went to be with Jesus this week. And um, so, so she is now trying to pick up the pieces of a life that she's not ready for. You know, he's, he had uh, colon cancer for 12 years. So he made it over twice of what they told him he was originally. He was in stage four for six years, I believe it was. So he fought. But, but he finally went home to be with Jesus this week. And Shannon and I got to spend some time with him. And I was with Felicia. I uh, went over that evening and waited for the coroner to come. And, you know, you can't spin that. Can't, you, you, you can't make it good. Now, there are some amazing things about his passing that were, that were beautiful. Um, I believe that in the last few days before he went, he was halfway between this world and the world to come. There were some things he was, was seeing, talking about, that really seemed like he was looking into the next world. Um, Felicia, I didn't get a chance to tell Shannon this, he had so much faith, and he knew where he was going, but th- about a day before he passed, he actually got a little afraid. And, and he was a man of faith, and he served the Lord. Um, he, he, he lived his life. He, he, he was a giver, very, lived very open-handedly. And he knew, without a shadow of doubt, on all the conversations I had, I talked to them right over here about three months ago and just did that. So, Greg, are you ready? That's a fun conversation to have with him, but he says, I'm ready. It was awesome. But a couple days ago, a couple days before he passed, he apparently got a little afraid, and he started saying things like, you know, I, I just don't know if God'll, God's going to receive me. And so Felicia asked me for some scriptures, and I wrote out some scriptures, and gave them to her. And, and uh, so about 9.30, was that Monday? When was that? It's a Monday night. About uh, 9.30 on Monday night, he, uh, she started reading him the scriptures. And she got done. And this is, she thought he had said something, but he, she realized he had said it a little differently. Normally when he wanted to sit up, um, he would say, help me sit up. But he didn't. He said, help me get up. Greg wasn't getting up. But he said, help me get up. So she just thought he meant sit up. I actually think that when she got done reading those scriptures, he went, I'm ready. And I believe he was speaking to the Lord or an angel. And he said, help me get up because it was time to go. And literally, he put out his hand. When Felicia grabbed it, she helped him get up and, and it, it, her, his head just kind of went into her arms. 
and he was dead. It's beautiful. That's a beautiful moment. I believe that he actually was talking to the Lord or an angel who was saying, it's time. And he says, help me get up. Now, that's beautiful. Waking up every morning alone, going to bed alone, is not beautiful. It's really difficult, isn't it? And I didn't know how this morning was going to go, but Joe knows where it's going right now. <laughs> so he's going to grab a box of Kleenex. He's going to come and just share whatever's on his heart. Because we're talking about the real stuff that we've gone through. You know, in January, I have two memorials for people who died before they should have because of cancer. We, we've lost people, and we will continue to lose people. There's some other things going on in people's lives. and, and uh, But Joe's going to come and just, he's going to share a little bit about grief share, but he's gonna just going to share whatever he wants to share um, about grief. And if, if you want to see the poster child for grieving, it's, uh, it's our elder and friend, Joe Stengel. Three years. He lost his wife. And God has done amazing things with Joe. Those of us who know Joe say he's a different man today. And, and I don't know how it works in, in heaven. There's a part of me that says that I don't know if people in heaven can, can see us because it could be, bring depression. But if, if Linda can, she's like, what happened to my husband? Anyways, he's going to come and just share whatever's on his heart about grief, but he also has uh, an announcement invitation for grief, and if, um, anyways, I'm just going to let Joe come and share a little bit. He put me on the spot very hard. <laughs> um, this next week is um, my anniversary, January 4th, of Linda dying. And I told Rob, I said, I wasn't sure that I'm going to be able to do this. You know, it's, it's a difficult time. But God is also great. God is awesome. Because he has strengthened me. He's given me the courage to get up every day and keep going. And um, it's, it's not easy. Um, Rob was talking about being authentic, and um, you know when when I come here, um, you are my family, and it it helps me to be amongst people that I know love me. It's when I go home, and I have to go to that quiet house, and I have to eat dinner by myself get up, go to bed, and be there. Some of you know what I'm going through. Some of you know. Have, you only know because you've, you've been there and you've done that. And it really isn't my intention or wasn't my intention to go this far today and, and just sit there and say, wah, you know. <laughs> so I, I want to come up here and I want to see this sign that says joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. 
says, and, and that's where my strength has got to come from. Because if I try to do it on my own, I'm going to fail. I'm going to go home, and I'm going to be lonely. And I'm going to be disappointed, and I'm going to be without help. But if I do it on the strength of the Lord, and I trust him to get me up every morning, to give me another day to, to enjoy his uh, creation, and to enjoy his spirit in my life, to seek him first in the morning, and then to seek him all day long, that makes a big difference in my life. Um, <clears throat> it's not only Linda that has died. Uh, my son Brandon died the year, 14 months actually, um, before Linda. Uh, he was 26. He had muscular dystrophy, and we knew he was going to die. And um, we were actually told he was going to die when he was 16, but he lived till he was 26. So we had a blessing of an extra 10 years out of it. And the shock of Brandon dying and us not really knowing how to grieve, we went through a year of complete turmoil in really not talking very much about Brandon or to each other because we were so shocked at what had happened. And then Linda got sick, and uh, we were, we were going to be changing our, our routine because we knew that we needed to get out of this, and we were going to go to Hawaii for Christmas. And we thought, wow, this is really great. Linda had the flu. She eventually went into the hospital, and 19 days later, she died. And um, so I've been going through uh, these three years. And actually, it's you know about a year after Linda died, my mom died. And almost a year later, um, Brandon's last service dog, which was my companion at that time, you know, that, that dog finally died. So I've had a, a lot of different deaths in in uh, this short period of time, and it's, it's been hard, and it's been frustrating. And, and um, I've had to continue to seek the Lord in order to find my strength. And one of the things that I did was the Grief Share Support Group. And it's, it's a, a, a group of us that, that have lost somebody, uh, either, whether it's a, a, a mother, a daughter, a son, a, a grandparents, somebody, some person in our life that we have lost, and it affected us tremendously in, in how we got along, how we, we uh, related to other people, how we related to the Lord, how we related to ourselves, the things that we say to ourselves. Uh, you wouldn't believe the nonsense that I've completely told myself. Nobody loves me. Everybody hates me. Think I'll eat some worms, you know, and, and you just you tell yourself that, and it's not true. But you're in such a <clears throat> I can't think of the word that isn't appropriate to use in church <laughs> a funky business, you know, <laughs> that you just come up with these stupid things. But learning how to deal with with death and learning how to deal with grief. And it, 
the death really is not the problem. It's the grief afterwards. It's the staying there. It's the, the love that, that I felt for Linda that I... The only way that I can express it is through my tears and through my sadness. And um, I'm, I'm learning how to get that from inside of me and get it out so that um, I, I, can, I can, I hate to say, be joyful over death, but I have learned more about how much God loves me in these past three years than ever in the years before that. And I, I, I have been uh, a believer for probably 40 years, and I, I was ashamed to say that, gosh, God loves me, and I, I just can't believe how much he loves me. And, and everything that I've been through, he just keeps turning around and saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And so it's just been a, a real blessing in that regards to, to feel that and to see that and to have myself exposed to it and to be able to expose other people to God's love. And uh, it, it's been beneficial for me to, to get out and to, to um, meet new people and to do new things because that's what God wants us to do. So it's, it's been, um, I had an opportunity to talk to an older gentleman that his wife died and, you know, when I started talking to him, I thought she died yesterday, but come to find out it was 10 years ago that she died. And he was not doing anything with his grief other than feeling sorry for himself and being really miserable. And so, a total stranger, what do you say to a total stranger? And, and so it's been an opportunity to really share my faith and to share my experiences with grief with him. And, and this has been just one of the many, many blessings that God has, has taken the opportunity through me and, and used me to speak to other people. And I hate speaking in front of people. <laughs> but God is great. God is good. And... Um, but we have to learn how to process our grief. And, and really that is what the Grief Share goes and does and has been doing for me. And uh, Grief Share is a 13-week program that we watch videos and, and we hear the experts and the counselors and the psychologists and the pastors and uh, there's priests, there's every religion in there so that we get that information and then the other part of the program is that we talk with each other and everybody and it's really part of the part of the program is we've had to have lost somebody in order to understand what we're going through to to f have that intense pain that's in our heart to be able to understand what you're going through and then um the other part is we get into God's word and God's word is going to lift us up. And God's word says, I am with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He says he loves me. He cares about what I'm going through. And he wants me to get up every morning and worship him. And he wants me to put him first in my life. And sometimes I don't do that. Sometimes I fail in that area. And uh, he's, he's always there and he says, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. 
and I, I have to stand on that because I fail. I fail myself. I fail everybody around me, but I trust God. And he says in, in his word this morning, it's Isaiah 26, 3. He says, he keeps me in perfect peace because I'm trusting in him. And I've learned to trust him, and I've learned to depend on him, and I've learned to ask him every day, what do you want me to do? One of the big challenges is, who am I now that I'm not a Linda and Joe? Who am I that I'm not Linda, Joe, and Brandon? Because we were always together. We did everything, and so now we can't do that. So who am I, and what am I supposed to be doing? And that's a big challenge for all of us, and we need to reach out and ask God, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, I am greatly acquainted with death and dying and grieving. And it's not fun. And I don't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> but we're all going to go through that. Life is too short. Some of the things that we've studied and heard is, you know, get your, your problems straightened out. Get your, your anger with whoever is next to you taken care of. Get whatever is going on in your family. Get it over with. Life is too short. You can't go through life whining. It's called BMWC. Whine and, and complain. I'll let you figure out the B. So anyway, I knew I had to talk this morning because God says it's, we actually have a new class starting on January 7th, and there's two classes. One's on Tuesday night at 6.30, and the second one is on Thursday afternoon at 1.30. And I, I teach the uh, Tuesday night class. A uh, lady named Chris Smith does the Thursday afternoon, and it's broken up for people that do work and don't work or uh, don't like night times and would rather go the day times. And so we've, we've helped each other in doing that. And all of our classes are held at uh, the Cornerstone Christian Fellowship, which is behind Community Market. And um, so you're welcome. It doesn't matter how long you've uh, had a loss. If your anger, your frustration, your grief is not resolved, then come and, and talk to us and we'll, we'll help you with that. Um, we, we don't profess to be counselors or anything. We're just facilitators, and we tell you what we've gone through and what God's done for us in order to heal us from the inside out. So I would encourage you to, to come and do this, and it doesn't matter. You know, there's people in our group, in my particular group, that has been 10 years since they lost their husband, and so... You know, if we, if we don't do anything with our grief, how we treat people, how we perceive the world, everything is dependent on how we deal with our grief. If you're angry over what God did, you're going to be angry with everybody around you. If you're, you're sad about what God did, you're going to be sad about everything. If you push people away, you're going to push people away everywhere. So it's really, really important to... Um, deal with, process your grief in order to get along as way God wants us to. So, God 
told me to get up. Don't wear your Levi's today. <laughs> and be ready. And, and I told Rob, I said, I need two minutes to talk about this. And he said, oh, good. You can have whatever time you want. And so, anyway, uh, I, I would encourage you to process your grief and to seek the Lord to strengthen you and to encourage you and to build you up and to revive you uh, to to walk fully you know one of our songs was surrender it all you know god is our god in our grief it's not just in our joy it's not just in our fun times he's there with us and for us even in the hard times especially in the hard times so that's all i have So, you know, I'm gonna, I want to turn the corner, but see, I don't want to leave this over here. See, I want to bring this with us as we go. One of the difficulties in life is going through trauma, going through difficulties. What, what often what we want to do is we want to put that, those things like in a box, and then we want to live our life. The problem is when we do that, the box never gets healed. So every time we go back to the box, it feels fresh, and, and we're a mess. So does it, can you relate with that? What, what the Lord wants to do this year in our lives, he's always wanted, he always wants to do, this is not a new thing, is he wants us to take the box with us and begin to live out, out of the box. And he's going to bring healing in the box. Okay? We want to we wanna separate things. You know, Joe, his example is that, you know, obviously these things have been really difficult. Now he's found joy in the Lord. He's found um, new hobbies. He's found new friendships. So there's wonderful new things. He's bringing this with him. Otherwise, he would, he would never be able to really live. So he's bringing this, and so at times he's, he is sad, but, but there's healing coming, and it's a long-term process. So what is it for you? Not just about grief, but... See, the Lord has something for each of us this year. He's got something, uh, he's got something for us. And I, I don't know what it is, but he always has something for us, and he always wants us to live in him. So as we're, we're changing, we're going to begin to look forward and say, I want to go into this year bringing Jesus with me everywhere I go. And, and I want to invite him into every part. And I don't want to, and we don't even know how to do this exactly all the time, so the grief share is good, and... Um, doing it together is good, but we're going to, instead of compartmentalizing and trying to stuff those things away and live one way over here and then go home and live in, in this, we're going we're to bring this difficulty with us and let God reveal some things through it. So we're, we're going to ask his perception. We're going to ask, say, Lord, help me to learn from, from this. Um, there's some, some, some new steps coming and and, um, you know, as a body, we, we, we've said goodbye to some people this last year who've, who've passed. We're going to be saying goodbye to some people who are going to move. And um, that's difficult. It's difficult for the people who have spent many years up here who are going to be moving. But God's got something good for that. 
You're going to invite him into every process. What is it that God is bringing you into? This last year, last couple of years, we, we watched our, son, our oldest son, Matthew, graduate college. Going off to college was tough. I, I cried like a baby. He went through college, and that, it, it got exciting, and he graduated. We're like, what's coming next? Well, within a few days of graduating, he proposed to his beautiful bride, and he got married in February, which was wonderful because we, we got to see him marry, and, and have, we have a new daughter. But we also knew life was going, and they moved to Missouri. So there's joy and there's difficulties in the process. But now they come home as an adult couple, and we spend Christmas together. It's just part of life. We want to bring Jesus into everything, and we want to see the good things that he's doing and invite him in. So we want to, even now, begin to invite Jesus into this year. You might know what's coming, a move or or a a change or a retirement or whatever it is. And Lord, I want to walk into this with you. I want to have your perspective. I invite you in. Lord, I want to have joy. Joy is not based on the circumstances. It's, it's based on knowing him and having a hope for the future that he is good. Now, one of the things that happens is when we're going through tri- trials and tribulations, nothing is good. You ever had one of those days? Like nothing is good. And then, and then when you come out of that, you look back and go, that was so silly of me. I mean, I, you, you, when, when you're in an okay mood, you can go, this is good, 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 this is good. But when you're in it, nothing is good. Boy, that's when we need each other, to hold each other up and pray for one another. We need the Lord to say, God, speak to me, show me. I want to walk with your perception. And and, and we don't have a long time, but we're going to be just covering this because we're going to be in the Word and helping, helping us to see his goodness, that he is good. So what does he have for you this year? Excitement. Because with the Lord, it can be a roller coaster ride. Now, I'm looking out at a, at a few gray heads out here this morning. And my word for that, for you this morning, is it's not over yet. Because you're still here. You know, let's, you guys can be maybe the Caleb's who says, you know what, I'm 80, I'm going to take the mountain. Still going to do it. I mean, I, he's got some things for you that don't sit back. Um, for, for you men, uh, you know, we've got our men's group. Are we going to continue Thursdays at 4.30? It, thanks. Okay, good. I didn't, I didn't get to say thank you. I'm glad she called you. The men's group, we, we went through the series, but we're going to continue to meet on Thursdays at 4.30 as men. And, and, and part of that's going to be at times doing projects for people and serving. We're going to try to help you men to, to, to understand that you are still vital. And I'm talking especially some of you older guys, you're like, I don't know what, what I can do or should do. We're going to help you discover that because you're not done. This year is exciting. And so come on, on, on uh, Thursdays, 4.30. Um, I am redoing my life group Wednesdays at 6.30, starting whatever that 6th or 7th is, um, so the week after, after New Year's. I'm revamping my life group, so you're welcome. We're, gonna, it's, we're opening it up. It's a great time to come to be involved in a life group if you're not. Uh, Mickey and Susie have a life group on Wednesday nights that's at... 6.30? 6.30. So you can connect with them. Uh, Shannon will be starting a, um, a women's Bible study. And the date is still to be determined, but we'll be letting... It's, it's in this month. So she's got less and less time 
to, to pick a date. Because <laughs> we're almost in January. I'll guarantee you it's not the first week. That's a little hint. Won't happen the first week. Probably, probably towards the middle or end of January. But there's going to be a wi women's study. Um, we we, we want to provide places for you to be, but you don't have to wait for us to provide it. You've, you already have probably a group of friends. Man, be meeting, be praying for one another, being uh, purposeful in this next year. You know, there was a one video I point there because I thought about playing it. It was really funny and uh, with the skit guys, and they were talking about goals and stuff. And and uh, he, he he got his paper. He says, you know, this is my list of resolutions. Well, actually, this is last year's list of resolutions, but I didn't do any of them. So I'm just going to do them this year. And and it was really funny because that's how it works, right? We go, well, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I didn't do that one, so I'll tr I'll make that the same one this year. And hey, let's make it a different year. Let's walk into saying, Lord, I want I want a, a new lease. I want a new view. I want to I wanna live more authentically. I want to live with you in the center of my life. I want to go on this amazing, exciting journey with you. And, uh, you know, and, and bring all the mess with me. You know what? God's not afraid of your mess. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand in this one. You, you can raise it internally, okay? But I am going to ask the question, who in here has a mess in their life? <laughs> right? We're like, yeah. I got a mess. And most of the time, most of us want to say, I'm going to leave my mess over there and I'm going to come to church and pretend I don't have it. And I'm going to just show this good side. We know God's not afraid of your mess and we're not either. We're going to just we're going to bring it up and we're going to be in those groups together and we'll say, hey, we're going to pray for one another and go through the, the stuff together. We're going to spend a few minutes in prayer. And and uh, and I really I'm really hoping you guys will will pray because we're going to do that as the close of service. We also are, are going to receive an offering, um, and I, I'm just going to you know as the as the guys get ready for the the offering, um, we're ending the year at about an eight thousand dollar deficit for the year, and we didn't spend a whole lot of extra money. That's not including the the construction. The construction was actually in the fund from the year before. That's just operating stuff. So um, at least we were about 8,000 short as of about three or four weeks ago. I'm not sure if anything has come to make that up. So if, if, you know, if, if God's been telling you to give and you haven't been, I want to encourage you, do what the Lord has been telling you to do. And uh, given the offering, um, we are blessed by the faithfulness of people who, who give. Um, this is just, if you're visiting, you can close your ears on this. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the family here. If, if it doesn't change by the end of the year, we have to cut things. We don't want to cut things, salaries or, or lights or programs or anything like that. We have to do some cutting. We don't want to do that if we don't have to. Um, we want to just go forward because we believe the Lord has put us here to keep reaching out, and, and you guys are doing that. You're inviting your friends um, for ministry. The life groups are going to grow, uh, and we're going to reach more people who have a mess. You've been out in Big Bear lately? There's a lot of people out there with a mess, just like we have, and the Lord wants to deal with these things, and we're going to do that. So we're going to receive an offering, and then and we're going to close by praying for one another. So um, I'm going to pray for the offering real quick, and we'll talk about prayer. God, as, as we give in this offering, we know the word says to, to give as you've told us to give, um, however it is that you've put upon our heart. Lord, I pray that we would have the courage um, and the faith to trust you with our finances and give the way that you've already been putting in our heart um, 
to do, to be faithful and give. Bless the offering, God. Continue to bless the, the work that you're doing in us and through us as a body right here in Big Bear City, helping other people to grow one step closer to Jesus as we do the same thing. Bless this offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, go ahead and come, and, and I can give some, some instructions. So here's where it's going to be really easy for you just to leave. And I don't want to do that, but I'm not going to make you stay. Um, we had some great times of prayer. So we're going to have people available for prayer here, but you also have people in your rows next to you for prayer. And um, I'm going to encourage you to, f to, to, to lean over and ask the person next to you, hey, is there something I can pray for you about this coming year? And everyone can because here's the deal. We can just pray, God, I pray. A prayer like this. Lord, I pray for the person sitting next to me that you would uh, bless them this year, that you would help them to um, walk in you and be authentic and that you would permeate every part of their life showing them what you have to do. So you can pray a prayer, something like that. Um, we're going to close in prayer. And so if you do leave, conversations are in the hallway, not in here. Um, there's a website, Marissa, called soaking.net. And there is a, some music players on there you can help find. What, there's an instrumental music on soaking.net. We'll just put some background music that way kind of fills the thing. No conversations in here. We're going to spend it in time of prayer. You can, you can go to, to somebody for prayer, one of the leaders, or just there's just godly people in here. But let's pray for one another. And, and, and I, I didn't get as where I really wanted to go this morning. There is joy in the presence of the Lord for this coming year for you. And so we're going to invite him in and move into this year uh, with some excitement because I, I know that God has got some really awesome plans for us. So um, we're just going to play some music and, and you're dismissed to pray for one another and converse out in the, the hallway, but pray with somebody before you go. And uh, we will see you uh, this week and uh, probably not this week, Life Groups, but next week and then Life Groups starting after that.